Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey guys, we'll get to the show in a minute. Just wanted to give you a heads up on Red Men Plus, our subscription service. It's like Netflix for Reds. If you sign up there, you'll get even more Liverpool content, bonus features, documentaries, interviews, and tons, tons more available both in video and podcast form. So yeah, redmenplus.com, check it out. I hope you enjoy this show. Hello everyone, it is the build-up show, Liverpool, ruiner of weekends, breaking of hearts, return for midweek action against Ajax in Amsterdam in the Champions League, a competition that's going a little bit better uh, than the Premier League, which is going to be a very, very welcome break indeed. Um, I'm joined by Steve Plunkett and by Sam Walker for this one, two wonderful smiling faces, we're going to guide ourselves through this. Um, I'm like, yeah, ultimately, Sam, we're here. Um, we could really do with winning a game of football. I mean, a good place to start. I don't know whether Amsterdam is really the way to reboot Liverpool season <laughs> as a fan base or not. There was a video doing the rounds of all the bikes being pulled out of the canals, and that's just going to be potentially loads of lads in Montenegro uh, yeah. come Thursday morning. Uh, this doesn't go to plan, or even <laughs> or if it really does. Um, to be honest, um, no. But it's, I mean, this is the one we've been waiting for for a long time. Um, I, I feel. I don't know, I kind of have to detach myself from the Premier League stuff a little bit and remember we are going all right in this mm. competition so far. It is very much in our hands, at least qualification out of the out of the group and um, it should, if nothing else, be a good game of footy. Yeah, that's it. Everything about the Champions League, the style of the way teams play, the different cities, the, the fan culture, it's just a, a total chalk and cheese from the Premier League, isn't it? Which really suits us at the minute for I some reason. I can't imagine the Ajax fans are going to be calling us murderers yeah, and telling us to sign no, Exactly, yeah. No, yeah, it, it it's it's more organic, isn't it, and authentic from 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 what we've come up against, uh, and you know for the fans, it's one of those places. You know, forty five minute flight from John Lennon <laughs> takes longer for me to drive to work sometimes. Yeah. or to drive my kids to school, yeah. so no fair play to them. I hope they all have a great time, and stay safe. But yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it. it's an opportunity. There's there's a, there's multiple different outcomes to this game that that could suit us, which is helpful. The pressure's off us really in a lot of respects in that we get two goals at this, and I actually don't. Um, yeah. So I think for us going into this game, it's get the lads who just missed out on Saturday back, and then just just literally put it to the back of your mind and say, "This is our competition. Let's go and get it." Yeah, no, I, I agree with that one, and that's kind of where we're at today. I think we've we, the weekend told me certainly that the, it reminds me a lot of two thousand four, two thousand five, without getting into the Istanbul comparisons at the at the end of the season. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> we just couldn't put together any semblance of form in the league that season you get a little bit of positivity and then you lose and draw random bits and pieces but the Champions League was a real glimmer of hope and bear in mind that I've went and we end up getting through without that group in the most dramatic of fashions against the Olympiacos um, but that's that's kind of what this is it's not a team that's going to it's going to sit loads of men behind the ball and you know it's not going to be like the greatest moment in their club's history playing against us and all that kind of thing it's a team that will have ambitions to to play good footy ambitions to come up against us ambitions to challenge us and that's I, I, you know that's the beauty of Champions League football is Liverpool get to test the best elements of themselves Realistically for them to get through they have to beat us mm-hmm. that's the way they're reviewing it and we're really good at isolating games and taking them one at a time and we've gone back to saying that when all the players are talking to the press so clearly batting down the hatches and decided that's the way to go with it and it is it's a really welcome opportunity to get away from the rigours of the Premier League because as you said at the start of the show that's proven to be quite difficult right now and there's a certain affiliation absolutely there's an affiliation with this competition and we, we can be playing really badly in the league and go and have a blind in European campaign and that that's, that that almost happens every single time so I for one and I'm sure you two are the same looking at this completely differently to mm. for instance the game at the weekend yeah no that, it, it is that and we sort of 
lucky in some regards. You know, we found out we kind of found our feet getting the Rangers games out the way. Um, was just the best thing that we possibly could have, could have had in terms of how the fixtures have fallen, Sam. And it's left us because of how Napoli have just destroyed mm. Ajax in the meantime. It's left the league looking pretty good for us at the moment, or the, the group, I should say. So Napoli top on 12 points, Liverpool in second place on nine points, uh, and Ajax down there on three. And that goes to the point we were saying there. It's, there's, they need this. Mm. They absolutely need to win this game, otherwise that's... That's them, you know. That's a draw. A draw would actually kind of would would do us as well. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's going to be a bit of an all or nothing game, which I think will help the atmosphere. Will obviously drive them on, and hopefully, hopefully, it leaves a world where maybe they can leave a couple of a couple of doors open going the other way. Yeah, and and when you actually look at the permutations of all the results, Napoli are through. So that will, and they played on Sunday night in a grueling game against Roma. Um, so they 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 they're probably going to have to by nature is sort of you know think about what they do. God knows what happens in the game. They expect them to beat Rangers, but that that looks after itself because they're through. So there's a couple of different dynamics here. Ajax have to beat us one nil or by more than one goal because if if, if we lose the game two one, <laughs> good luck with good luck getting the goal difference back away at Rangers next week. Yeah. And, and obviously we're playing Napoli if we lose, and then if we if we lose three two or four three, we would go through and having a better a better head to head. Because mm-hmm. do you remember the whole if we beat Napoli 1-0 or 3-1 it's the same thing it's all head to head now okay. so there's only a few ways uh, and Ajax can win this game by two goals or 1-0 any other win it, and obviously 3 or 4 is different but yeah. uh, a 3-2 or 4-3 a draw it, they, they're out so we can go into this game not not being too confident like probably we were at the weekend but actually knowing that we don't need to if we do concede first we don't. We can calm down we can build ourselves back into the game there's opportunities here and it would be weird actually because a draw would just end the group because it yeah. basically mean that Napoli finished top we finished second Ajax finished third it'd be strange wouldn't it there's a weird I wonder whether there's a little bit where Jürgen Klopp might shake hands on that I don't think he'd yeah. ever publicly say that but you know what we've seen what the weekend or moreover the weekend on the back of the week that preceded it this season about is going to be a a slog and particularly mm. the next couple of weeks you know we don't, we've got no idea none of us has got any life experience to really call upon about what football's going to look like when it returns from the yeah. World Cup um, other than returning in lockdown when it was the worst football anyone's ever ever, ever seen yeah. um, but we've everything's going to be a, a fight you know everything's going to be going to be difficult we're managing our squad as we go through it and it's really annoying because it's meaning we're putting teams we're fielding 11s that I don't think we would field in any other normal season there's something what, what Liverpool are playing for here is that Napoli game to go well, we can we can have we can decide how much of a go we want to have a go at them when they come yeah. to Anfield next time out. Yeah, I think if we had better results at the weekend, uh, team spirits, momentum, in, and all of that stuff is in a different place. I'm not sure we can afford to go and play a pragmatic game and come away with a nil-nil and go job done. Mm-hmm. Some of these players need a, a boost from somewhere. Going to Ajax, getting a, a, a really positive result, meaning we go into the last game looking at potentially topping the group because. In the grand scheme of things, that doesn't mean a lot because you have to beat everybody to win it at some point anyway. Mm-hmm. But there's a definite feel-good factor about topping your group. There's, well, there's years gone by. I think that last year, obviously, we, we, we had the perfect record coming yeah. out of it. We've had plenty where it's gone down to the last game because of that. You know, we've been a bit unfortunate or whatever. We've had others where we've let the gate, we've let the it slip and made it more difficult for ourselves. This is one where we could just do with we could really do with not having to have another or not having us have an ultra competitive game but also or rather play for the right I say if we want to go hell for leather against Napoli and really look to top the group fine but for me it feels like we've just got to get it we've we've got three weeks left yeah. Before yeah. before the World Cup, we just need to make sure that we we bow out of that on as much of a high as possible. Well, that's what I mean. This is a game that we get the the result that gets us through the group. Yeah. Then then we can afford to be picky when we play Napoli. We can afford to play with fringe players. We can afford to do whatever you want because we we've, we've gone forward and progressed through the group. I don't think we can sort of take the foot off the gas. Big setback at the weekend, and we need to recover some some good feeling within the guys and some team spirit. So I kind of want to see Liverpool give a good account and go there to win yeah yeah no absolutely um, 
it's just a breathing room we're playing for as much as anything else. Mm. Um, they can see the they can see the ten goals to Napoli across both of those games. We obviously saw them get absolutely trounced at <laughs> home as well, and that which is something Liverpool will hopefully be looking to to replicate. But one thing of, of note um, with Ajax and their fixtures since the last Napoli game, um, they've returned to you know the, the top of the table as, as you would expect, of course, in the Eredivisie. Having lost 4-2, they then went and beat Excelsior uh, 7-1 on the 16th and then beat our uh, KC Wildwijk uh, away from home by four goals to one. So yeah, 11 goals they've scored since they last played in the Champions League. So that that's, again, it goes both ways, doesn't it really, Sam? I don't... I, I, this, I'd be stupid of us to sit here and go, oh, well, we'll be fine because... Liverpool are a mess this season. They're an absolute mess. There are no more that assurance we used to have of mm. I'll be all right. You could you could go yada yada yada. Then we play City. Yada yada yada. Mm. Then we play another big game, yeah. and then we'll Spares worry about away, that yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, whereas at the moment, I, you know, there's no guarantee that Liverpool no. will will do anything. But you know, I, I don't think anybody needs telling Ajax. We're playing for the right for, to be where we are in the group. Mm. Napoli look like they're absolutely absolutely pissed this group, and, mm. and rightly so. They battered us. Um, I actually clearly know mugs, but this is where we kind of, I don't think it'll necessarily prove Liverpool's level, but it's an opportunity to kind of remind Europe that we're not, we look, yeah, 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 the Premier League, yeah, 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 Nottingham Forest, yeah. ha, 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 but we do mean business in this competition. Yeah, and I think, first of all, coming back to your sort of, the first point you kind of made is, our, our, our issue, one of our issues, and I think it comes down to this really when you look at it, is no football team ever does anything. In, in, in fact, no sports team ever does anything when they they've got no consistency in their in their side. Yeah. Now, whether that be the team we had on Saturday playing ten weeks on the spin or what, whatever it may be, you build a collectiveness and understanding. Our issue is we're changing the team by choice and by injuries. Every game is four or five changes. So going into this Ajax game now, we don't know whether it's the professional performance against West Ham with the little wobble, the City game where it's mega intense, the the game against Rangers where it was just, you know, apart from the goal, we can see the controlled. The only thing I would say is that at home to Ajax, we, we were much better than they were. Yeah. And they would defend them for their lives, doing all the sort of our last tricks. And eventually we got one just over the line. Yeah. I don't think they can afford to play that way against us. Mm-hmm. A bit like Rangers, they, they they had to do even gamble a few percent and look what happened, you get smashed. Yeah. So I do think there's a chance that at some point in the game, as long as you're not stupid, Ajax will have to just take that little gamble and that's a big game changer against a team like who's got Mo Salah and Nunes, etc. Yeah, no, I think fingers crossed for all that and of course, fingers crossed for Liverpool's squad availability. This, the injury thing, because I... I, I, cause I I genuinely thought we were past it. You know, funny. I was, I was, <laughs> I was writing some agendas for for to, for this and for the podcast and looking over some bits and pieces and like talked in the podcast last week about how City feel felt like a rebirth. Felt like we, you know, the club's finally turned the corner. And I was at Forest and it was grim. It was just grim. The whole experience. The, the fans. There are nice examples of fans in every fan base. So I don't want to tire a whole, but the experience was a bit wasn't good, wasn't wasn't great. You know. Um, We've 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 left ourselves in this position, and I don't. I'm just bored of talking through the reasons why we aren't winning because there should be no excuses not to beat Forest. There are excuses not to you know, not to not to beat Ajax or whatever. But Liverpool just need a bit of just a bit of luck. Mm. We could genuinely just do stay with with a with this run now. Just no more injuries, no more new lads going out. Injuries. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, like you know what I mean. Strep throat. You know what I mean. Like you know he's got the he's got he's got the drippy bits. You know what I mean. Like, it's just like it, uh, we we could really do with a net positive in terms of lads, and we thought we had we had that last week. You know, where Kurt is coming back coming back into the team. We had Oxley Chamberlain making the bench. Um, we could really we just need it because that's the my t- hot take from the weekend was there's only so much you can cut out of a side before eventually it's going to be a very mediocre football team and that's kind of what we felt like at the weekend yeah uh, isn't it always the way when things aren't going well nothing runs your way as well yeah. you don't get the rub of the ball or the rub but of if, green but, or... It, but that's that was the thing about the, the, like the penalty last week it felt like we'd even gotten over that you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Midweek, we get a we get a penalty against us and we save it, and you go, oh, cool. That it felt like it felt genuinely like all oh, the luck was back on our side, and then let's have to see how we get an ear infection at four o'clock in the morning before a game on on the Saturday. Nunes has got a tight hamstring, and all of a sudden you've got your two teenagers playing up, 
up front. You literally, you literally couldn't write it, could you? And, and I know we lots been made of unfamiliar partnerships in the team. You know, you look at Curtis Jones playing as a left-sided defensive midfielder and a pivot. Never done that ever before in his life. Difficult because Carvalho was in front of him and that, that changed that the way Andy Robertson wanted to play, for instance. So, yeah, we could do with some familiar faces in familiar positions and, and I think, you know, a good set of antibiotics later. Hopefully we see Thiago mm. take up that position. That changes our dynamic completely because I thought Curtis Jones was brave and did well, but all like he did it. was receive the ball yeah. facing his centre-backs and give it to them back because yeah. there was a guy showing for the ball, but Forrest went, we're just going to stampede you every time you yeah. get the ball. Yeah, and, it, and it's just above and beyond that. Again, you go through it, it's like still no Canate, yeah. still no Matip. Then you add Thiago into the mix, and then you go, and it's the, it's the forward line thing. Mm. You know, we've changed to a formation because we we haven't got enough midfielders. We've got loads of forwards though, so let's just put a formation with loads yeah. of forwards. And now no Jota, no Diaz, no Nunes. And th- this is the thing we, we forget this sometimes. So is that. I think Harvey Elliott's a terrific footballer and I think he's got a, his ceiling is incredible I feel like Carvalho's on a very similar sort of path as well Curtis Jones getting my line but I still I still think there's, I think there's plenty there to come from Curtis Jones mm. but there just comes a point where all of a sudden you've gone from having you know our forward line where you've got Salah on the right right will be a little ill suited still to this formation, but there's a 30 goal a season player in your team. Bobby Firmino flying in the middle. You put Darwin Nunes in there, who's clearly on track to be a 15 to 20 goal. Jota mm-hmm. Dodia, similar sort of ilk mm-hmm. to a bunch of kids who don't who haven't really scored yeah. any goals at this level either side. And that's when you go from playing 4 2 4 to 4 4 2. And when it doesn't, when 4 4 2 doesn't work, 4 4 2 fails spectacularly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's just interesting because I think I I personally thought I mean I don't know where you thought coming away from the game and I know you probably done a final word on this I'm not sure but I no but I thought Elliot played well I yeah. thought he was bright I thought yeah. he was all over the place and like I, I mean, and some of the stuff he said I thought Jones was fine like we had 75 percent possession what do you want him to do run yeah. through the whole team yeah. the issue for me it was kicking the ball in the goal and I'm sure we can go into that but but when you look at kicking the ball in the goal oh yeah but we only had four set pieces yeah but we had a 20 year old player on the left who's making his first full season in Premier League uh, a 19 year old player on the right who's making his first full season in the Premier League because last season yeah. it was cut short you've got a 21 year old in midfield who's just come back from three months off and you've got Fabinho who's probably the worst form player in the midfield yeah. in the whole league yeah. <laughs> pound for pound yeah Okay, and then you've got like there's another interesting point. I, I guess I'll talk about it a little bit now, but it'll come to the to starting elevens. Is I keep hearing people saying, "Get your best player in front of goal, Mo Salah." But when you put your best player in front of goal and the ball's there and you've got space, fantastic. But surely the game of football is about creating the balance where you score goals, like. I keep seeing Mo Salah stick Mo Salah front. He needs to be a front. He needs to be a front. But when Mo Salah's on the right, he absolutely throw, puts the shit up other teams, yeah, yeah. and then it creates space for whoever's up front. When you stick Mo Salah up front, and you've got no one on the right. He gets crowded out. So, this, but this is the problem when you and yeah. I said this, and I hate, I hate being this this person. But when you change formations, this is what you do because you're built and trained for yeah. a way of playing. And then when you change it, you can get short term gains from it. You can you can find a way to make something work, but mm-hmm. you're still kind of muddling through, and you you open up more more problems in the medium and long term of like to your point yeah I thought Harvey Elliott performed really well again on that right hand side but in putting Salah there you're right then it just or you won't you want I get it put you one really good player close to the goal that that kind of makes sense but the plan is Salah's a break glass solution for me through the middle and if you're doing that on a regular basis because look get him close to the goal we we all saw it with Rangers we all saw it you know Man City Yes, absolutely. Get but there's times the and places for that, isn't he? Again, but, but more, <laughs> it's we've not we've not bought for that. And I yeah. know we've got to contend with two wide players, left side of wide players being out injured. There's nothing really to be done about that. But we haven't. If, if you were going to do that, you'd have had someone with tons of pace to play down the right, yeah. brought in, ready to happen. Yeah. We're making, we're trying, we're, and that we're juggling, we're, tr- we're juggling a bunch of random objects. We're a juggler that has, has left his balls at home, yeah. and like we've practiced with all these balls for hours and hours and hours. And they're going, shit, I've got to put a show on here. Uh, right, grab a remote, grab this, grab that, and it's like, oh, that's a bit, that's a bit, it's, it's, no, it's, it's so much than what we're doing. Yeah, it's really annoying. But, but I think we're at a stage where. 
like, and I think Klopp probably clearly has felt a little bit of pressure from this, either from Salah or from the outside world or from in, 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 internally with the staff. He's like, we're at a stage where it's like you've got two situations here now. You've got Mo Salah up front who came on, in my opinion, as Chris likes to call garbage time against Rangers. That was dead when it was 3-1. Game, set, match. And he scores a hat-trick. So that raises an eyebrow. Against City, obviously, it was fantastic what he did. But you're in two situations here. Salah right mid, you lose a tiny bit of what Salah can bring in front of goal, but you've got Nunes up front, so you kind of you've got that balance. But then when you take Nunes out the side, you can't really play anywhere else. Put Salah up front, like you've just said, who have we got on the right? So it's almost like you've got to decide between a lesser of two evils, mm. you, you, unless you put them both up front and go Andy Cole, Dwight York. Well, no, but that, and, and maybe there's a bit a bit to that because again, you, you overpower certain positions, yeah. but again, then you then you go and. Bobby Firmino only really he can only play Bobby Firmino through the middle yeah. and that at least gives you a substitute option of course but it's just we're, we're, we're crying out for somebody with a, if Harvey Elliott just had another had another yard of pace yeah, he'd be yeah, absolutely yes. unbelievable perfect yeah. absolutely. and I, I feel a bit sorry for Carvalho because he's kind of my point on this he is a second striker he's a number 10 and we've we've gone well. You can we can take you can turn number ten into an into an offensive eight yeah. with a bit of work. And if you need to, you can push them further forward, and you can have them maybe do a bit of a false nine thing. But all of a sudden, be like you're playing left midfield in a in a in a forty four or four four two. That's Mars, and you can see it in how he plays. He, he drifts inside. He doesn't he doesn't offer us enough yeah, enough width yeah. from that side. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all it's all just a bit off, and it's but it's covered up by goals. By the way, it's covered yeah. up, a lot of this is covered, up, and that's kind of where we're at. This this team is a basket case. We you beat Bournemouth. He's got nine against Bournemouth. He's got seven against Rangers. This team has got goals in it, but it's just it never feels like controlled. Like you know, like we. I'd rather us and everyone, I'm sure, would be rather win every game two nil yeah. than have like and then have the wild results that we've had along the way. But that's the that's the big job now for the for the manager to to figure out really. Um, right, we're going to be talking about how he goes about solving that with what players are going to be playing. We'll do the injury updates before that as well. Uh, but we have got a trivia question before the break. And uh, in the five former Liverpool players to also play for Ajax. Answers after this. Hey, you wonderful podcast listener. Get back to the show very, very shortly. Just want to give you a heads up about our merchandise store, redmenmerch.com. Go over there, check it out. Some amazing t-shirts, books, gifts, absolutely everything you need for the Liverpool fan in your life or indeed just to treat yourself. So yeah, head on over to redmenmerch.com. Check out the amazing products that we've got on offer. I'm sure you'll love them and I'm sure you're going to love the rest of this show too. Yes, uh, do get involved. Redmen Christmas jumpers are available to pre-order now. I've said this on social media, but it's worth it, it's worth banging on about this. Get your pre-order in because these are different to how we normally do it. You, you, we order a big stock of these, and when the stock's gone, the stock is gone. They fly off the shelves in a huge, huge way. And no, it's look, it's October. I know this, and you know this. It is October. Nobody really wants to think about Crimbo yet. We're all still picking our. You know, slutty pumpkin outfits out for Halloween next week or whatever we want. Um, but you know, if those, if you're the kind of person who likes to get ahead of things and likes to be on it and doesn't like to miss out on stuff, then head to redmanmerch.com and pre order your Christmas jumpers. There's two designs, they're amazing, they're amazing. Like, honestly, it's ridiculous. The, the sat, yeah, I keep, I keep like, if you're wondering why I keep looking off uncomfortably to my left, it's because I'm basically eye humping the jumpers off to the side. Um, they're great, right? Sounds uh, name the five former Liverpool players that also play for Ajax. Um, Edward Smith in the comments has got four. He says Ooh. Suarez, Moby, Babel, Poulsen. He's put the question oh, mark wow. in, which means he didn't he, he didn't back himself enough there. To be perfectly honest, um, but four out of five so far. So the other one, who did he go for again? I yep, I thought that the second I saw that um, Suarez. Molby, Babel, Poulsen. Surprising that the one he's not got and he's got Poulsen. Yeah. Surprising. The final one? Lippmann. Yari Lippmann. Yeah. I didn't get Poulsen and Molby, I'll admit that. Yeah, Poulsen is is a bit of a a left field shelter. Molby, I think that's an age thing. Uh, You know, it was before. Everyone looks at me when you say that, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Steve. Bastards. (laughs) Everyone has their role on the panel, don't they? You're like the Sue. You're like the Sue Nesme, bringing that experience. (laughs) You've got to ask where Paul Pogler was when all this was happening, haven't you? Definitely. 
Yes, absolutely. So yeah, if you got that right, you're absolutely brilliant. So, uh, just one other slightly interesting shout in terms of that. The only other player to complete a transfer uh, between the football clubs uh, was Jordi Brower. Um, oh, it was a youth wow. player. I know him. I, I knew him, believe it or not. It's a story. Him and Damien Police Precise know them too. Really? Yeah, yeah. Tell you off camera. Okay, so <laughs> David, I, I had this I mentioned his name. I think it was like last year. And it was a point where we were, like Fabinho was out or whatever. We had a midfield, a defensive midfield. In fact, it was the Spurs game. And it was like, mm. where is our next Damien Plessis? Where yeah. is the six foot four gangly lad who's mm. playing for our under 21s? Who's got something about him, but quite, maybe not quite enough to come in. Just someone you can drop in and just, he looks the part yeah. to come in rather than us bringing these like loads of these like tiny scouts. We thought Ajaria was going to do it for a, for a game or two, didn't we, in pre season? Yeah. I don't know if he played the League Cup game, but it's yeah. mad, isn't it? How they just fall. But I looked at where Placis was a while back and he was playing like third division French football or something. But yeah, good lads, them too. It was when they were in the 21s when they were really good. Sorry, the reserve, it was the reserves, them, and yeah. they were really good. Nice lads. They used to knock about with Babel as well, with the, obviously the Dutch connection with Brower, yeah. There you go. If you got that right, then you're a genius. Give yourself a pat <laughs> on the back and drop a like on the video on YouTube as well. Um, okay, let's get a little injury update of where we're at. Three. Time of recording eight players, I know. Eight players <laughs> out. Um, as we know, Diaz uh, and Jota are definitely out until after the World Cup. Uh, Matip, still no return date according to this. He, he shouldn't be too... Mm. Uh, hopefully too bad he should be back before the World Cup break maybe um, Keita has been involved in parts of training so there's a chance we'll see a little bit of Naby before the game again the break um, Canate getting closer Darwin and Thiago are the big ones because obviously we know um, Art is out as well Um Obviously, Thiago's ear should be fine, hopefully, by now. No, you know, those infections are nasty. Yeah. I mean, someone said, Chloe said that to me. She said, like, like what? She went, Can I just ask you, like, what is that? Like, is that, a, is that really a reason to not play? And I was like, if you've ever had an ear infection, you, honestly, mm. it's like, it's horrendous. Like, because it's just, a, a, it's like a pain in the middle of your head. Mm. You know, a, a, a brain pain, effectively, that you can't make, you can't ease or make go away. You'll end up lying down with, like, a, a hot water bottle on your head and all that, that kind of stuff <laughs> and, and painkillers and that. All and the stuff effect, coming out your ear. Yeah, and, that. And, and it can affect the equilibrium and your bands and all that kind of stuff. Um, and obviously, we know Darwin had a tight hamstring uh, both of those should be available and as we've said already really Sam it's massive I don't I'm a bit annoyed how reliant we are on Thiago but mm. look you should be you're always going to end up reliant on boss players but at this point in time now this is what I'm talking about there's a breaking point in this side and it's it's I think we can actually cope without Thiago if Fabinho was in better form who we'll talk about again mm. but at the minute with, that, with no Diaz no Jota you need Nunes fit yeah, well, the, the latter the for me, Nunes, because I thought at the weekend, Thiago, yeah, of course, his guile, his creativity is great, but if you've got no one to pass to who's actually making direct runs or, you know, battling with the defenders, it's difficult. I think Nunes, for me, is the one, the, the way he looked against West Ham, uh, City, Arsenal, Rangers, he just looks a threat. Yeah. And in these kind of games, you just need someone to just go bang and whack one in or win a header, and it's like, oh, game on, go game over, whichever way it goes. So I think... That's the big one. I mean, when Klopp said, you know, if we'd have played tomorrow or Monday, he probably would have been okay. You're just like, ugh, don't yeah. you're just making it even harder now, yeah. Jürgen. Yeah. I mean, the Thiago one, yeah, it's just it, these things happen. I, I, do you know what? I actually, I'm, I, after what we've just been saying, I wouldn't be surprised if he's just not quite there. Because yeah. if it, it, they're horrible, aren't they? So, um, depending on how bad it is. But for me, Nunes comes into the team and makes a big difference. Yeah, massive difference. We do. I mean, look, the the one place where we fell foul again at the weekend, and it was how we. It's not just who's starting, but it's who's coming into the games. And we had this. I thought I felt the Brighton game was a bit like this as well, where like Henderson was only just coming back, and we had a couple of too many lads who that Jota was similar, you know, who were either overworked or or or, yeah. or lacking match sharpness. Curtis is an interesting one, and Ox is an interesting one for this as well. Look. Neither of them are at the level right now where they're in our best team. They're not. But we're going to need our squad to perform to the highest possible calibre. Both of those lads are capable of doing things in football matches. Kurt had a good old run in the Champions League last year. Mm -hmm. he, has, he has had previously. We've kind of seen it with Milner. Like In the last week, everyone's gone, oh, go on, Milner, sound. Yeah, I remember him. He's, he's boss. I don't know whether I'd be starting either of Curtis or Oxley Chamberlain for this, but they've both now had minutes. Curtis on a full ninety. Yeah. Ox would be Ox. You could get sixty out of him if you really want, and that's that gives us a little bit of a. It's a positive, just mm -hmm. about a positive selection headache. Well, it is, 
I don't know whether I'd go Jones over Carvalho either. I don't know whether he's done enough to, to warrant that. The thing with Oxlade-Chamberlain is quite interesting. We get to a point where we're in front in the tie and Ajax kind of go, OK, we're out, and they start making changes, then we should match that. Mm-hmm. And that's where you bring your ox on for Salah and you take Salah off after mm-hmm. yeah. 55 minutes because effectively the tie's over. Um, whilst, I, as I said before, thought Curtis did OK, I think Carvalho's a little more fleet-footed in terms of yeah. able to beat a man and explode into space quicker. I think Curtis Jones, we've all talked about how long he hangs onto the ball. I'm not criticising him. I just think for, for a game where we might play a little bit more in terms of a counter-attack, it might suit us to play Carvalho over Jones. Mm-hmm. And that's just a horses for courses thing because I'm not with the narrative that Curtis Jones is the worst player in the world because he really isn't. No. But I just think it might be that you, you pick the team, well, we've got no choice with the bodies available. That might be one of the easier decisions to make. The thing is, yeah, I, I think that's absolutely fine. And it's where I think Ox comes into the equation. Obviously, we saw them basically come in and... and uh, in one of the attacking two uh, at the weekend, which I mean that, that that tells you where we were at really in terms of personnel. But he's one. And the other option there is potentially Ox. Well, Ox from either side, to be honest, Tom. But we've seen him play from the right in a three. You know, we, he helped us big time last January when we were short of attacking options. Just a bit of pace. I actually kind of want to see where his pace is at, to be honest, because that's the only real issue with Elliot and Carvalho. Neither of them are lightning you know and having just someone who can stretch the game a little bit if needs be and a 4-4-2-ish I feel like it would suit Ox a bit because he's not he's not a guy who's going to score tons and tons of goals for us but that's fine let him go and do let him go and do Salah's running for him let him go and hug the touchline let him be 35 yards too far away from goal for a bit I I wouldn't be against Nunes and Salah going central for this one and letting letting Ox be the out ball down the the wing yeah it's interesting I think had we won at the weekend um, you'd probably maybe think about oh we're looking we're in a good spot now going four on the spin let's let, let um let let's have a go let's maybe try something we've got an opportunity for the second half of the game or the Napoli game to to right any wrongs but I do think now and I, I think the, the caveat with Ox is if he'd have come on against West Ham for twenty or ten and then come on and done thirty against against Forest you might have thought he's ready now but I think he's probably still a game or two away with Ox I look at the rest of the, the season the rest of the mid season half season and I think we've got. Ajax and three Premier League games that are important. In reality, Napoli and Derby aren't important to me as long as we do what we need to do. So if we can, if we if we lose to Napoli, crap because it's at home. Scrape past Derby on pens and win the other four. <sighs> I'll take that all day right yeah, now, yeah, shake yeah. it So, like that, that, I think I think Ox has probably got minutes in those other games where we can maybe say to Salah, looks it out. So I think what he's got to do here personally is just go. Like, let's get our best two centre midfields back in, Henderson and Thiago. Let's get our best front line we can put out in, which involves Firmino, Nunes and Salah. Probably Carvalho. And I think we go from there, to be honest. We get players playing who are in the best form now for that fit. I, I, I totally agree with that as a, as, as a notion. I think the only problem yeah. we've got is that everything, that's be, everything we're seeing right now is being undercut by the sports science behind it all. And that's the thing we can't know. And that's the thing we're having most difficulty with. I can't... It's mad that Kurt went from you know cameo yeah. to play in the full 90 that felt like necessity as much as anything yeah. else you know but it, it means I guess that Ox could technically you know wouldn't be shocking if Ox did, did something similar although we know we do need to be a bit more careful with him mm. um, we are still managing players and we're managing through through stuff aren't we Steve? Yeah. I think your point earlier is right substitutions allow you to do this a little bit more um, but there's probably likely to be one or two that we do kind of go eh but they will solely be down to the fact that, well, there's another game like three days after, and there's another game three days after that, and so on and so forth. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B, and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. 
Terms and conditions apply. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. We, we try and second guess these team selections every week, don't we? Have we ever got one right? <laughs> you know, well, you just yeah, don't, rarely. Always, but there's yeah. always a curveball in there, isn't there? Something that, you, that comes totally out of the blue. I didn't foresee Curtis Jones playing at the weekend, but there it is, he did. Um, so, so I guess it'll be a case of who's fit, who's genuinely fit. You know, there's there's, there's risk in playing Nunes because if he's got a hamstring, do you, do you want him exploding into space behind about four that are, for a team that's pushing up, trying to win the game of football? If he's fit to play, he has to be fit to do that job properly. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you don't play him, and then you're in the realms of you, 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 your three could be Salah, Bobby, and Carvalho, which two of the three are part of that trident that did all the damage in Europe over the years. Yeah. Carvalho is the unknown quantity. Yeah. So um, good for Carvalho. You know, these are the things that make your career. Yeah. Um, but but ultimately, there's, there's an element of risk in doing it's that. It's just an interesting thing coming back up here where we've just switched the formation back to you know to four forty four. Keep saying it. Let's just call it forty four away from 4-3-3 and it's given us a little bit more in terms of just attacking threats and you know the, letting the good lads with all the energy and the, the goal threat mm. do the pressing and it just makes you wonder what, what we've got the three lads now and Fabinho Thiago Henderson available Jones is available Ox is available and Kate is likely to be available in the next week I know Does, with this. I wonder whether we do at some point whether we, we just switch back mm. and I think people it's weird because now 4-3-3 is seemingly a dead formation in everyone's heads but when you've not got tons of goals elsewhere all of a sudden you're right I agree with that you know you could have a you could have Salah Firmino and another down the left hand side Nunes if you wanted down that way you could start Nunes and you could put one of the other younger lads on that left hand side you could put Ox in a front three with that and make and make do if needs be I don't think they'll do it this week Sam but you know it all of a sudden, we're not far off having much yeah. more in terms of midfielders than we've had all season, and we're really starting to look threadbare in terms of lads mm. up, to, up top. Well, if, if Kate has been looked after and he has been back a little bit and they've just looked after him because they always seem to do that, and he's, I think he was returned to full training today, wasn't he? So if he has two full sessions and Klopp thinks, I'm going to bring you on for 20 minutes here to get, out, get what I, where I can out of you while I've got you, that, 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 I can't see Kater in a two. I just... Just, it, it's just not I can't foresee that right now maybe I'm wrong so I think you might be right there and his the way he plays is quite suited to that sort of quite aggressive nature um, which might lead us back to the 4 3 what, what we might do is do it in game so we might start with 4-2 four, four, yeah. or whatever it is and then revert back once to get the subs on to get the best out of them yeah. I mean one thing is is we changed formation didn't we was it after Ajax who did we play after Ajax? I can't remember, but I feel like we beat Ajax, but Nunes came off the bench. It wasn't. I'm, I'm pretty sure it wasn't four two four until we had Jota and Nunes together against Rangers. It right? was yeah. So we it was we played Brighton, then be, then Rangers, then Arsenal. So I'm right in saying it was Rangers, right? Because after the Brighton game, there was all kinds of interest into, into what had gone on. Yeah. So. Ajax haven't seen this system and they haven't seen Nunes from the start either so there's mm. a few things here that they're going to be unknown about yeah. so and that might work in our favour to start the game with as well 
that they that they're sort of not really used to Bobby just being in that pocket. Yeah, the big the big elephant in the room here really is is Fabinho for me, Steve. Um, mm. I honestly, he's got something going on, and I don't know what it is. And the problem is, this is Liverpool, and this is this city. So I'm amazed I've not seen wild conspiracy theories around this <laughs> yeah, just yeah. yet. But he's not far off. You know, if he was if he was English, there'd be all kinds of theories about his form at the moment. Uh, you know, but. He's going through a torrid time at the moment. I thought he was brilliant against Man City. I mentioned this a few times. He was quite good second half against Ajax when we really battled for it. And that's about it. I just don't think he's been good at all this season. He's played 186 games for Liverpool in total. It looks like he's played 11,186 <laughs> games at the moment, to be fair. Um, I think he's a player that suffers from who he plays with more than anybody else. Yeah. I've cut him some slack this season by saying to be a good number six, your, your two eights have to be at it. And, and I think he struggles when they're not. Um, dreadfully, dreadfully out of form, 100%. You, you would like to find a way to leave him out, but then players don't recover their form sitting watching games of football. True. Yes, And I don't think away Ajax is potentially the game where you test that theory so it could be Henderson Thiago in a double pivot if the, if, if fit and you, you, you almost like casually threw it out there before you said our best midfield too when you mentioned Thiago and yeah. Hendel before so I mean, it's just mad because he's played the fourth most minutes for us in all comps so far this season Fabinho um, behind Van Dijk Allison and, and Salah and Trent's just behind him as well mm. um, and Trent missed you know, had an injury as yeah. well in, in that I wouldn't. I just don't know what the what the what the best solution for Fabinho is. Logic says, do what you've done with Van Dijk and just play him through it. Mm. Play him through it because world class players are world class players, and sometimes they just need they'll go through dips, but they need to play them their way out of it. When lads aren't great, you do have to pull them out the firing line and let them sit on the bench and, and do things and work it out. And then you know because you're never going to get a consistency out of them. Was Truly top quality players have got the ability to sort this out for themselves, but Trent actually falls into a very similar, mm. similar sort of uh, you know boat here for me. Is the boat? I think they're both doing each, their own heads in a little bit, and some of it might be hampered by the physicality side of things and having played so much. I think some of it is 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 who's challenging them, mm. you know, who's behind them, yeah. who's the, who's the next up and coming. I don't know, like. I think Van Dijk fall, fell far of this at the start of the season well I, oh, I'm just going to play every game and yeah. then I'm going to go to the World Cup and nothing's going to stand in my way apart from injury and I think Trent's obviously got more of that more fight on his hands and Fabinho's got a bit of more fight on his hands as well to some extent because he's not like a chew in for the Brazilian team is he but mm. I really what, what do we reckon it's the fast day I'll start with you on this what do you reckon on Fabinho it needs to come out. Um, on current form, Fabinho may well travel to the World Cup, but he won't get games of football because there's, there's other central defensive midfielders who wear Brazil shirts that are in Fred, clearly Jesus better. Christ. Yeah. Fred, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I think <laughs> Casemiro would be the go-to, yeah, wouldn't yeah. he? Um, that if, if that's the, the level he's got to get to, he's got a bit of work to do before now. Uh, I, I just, I just see a guy who's devoid of everything, and because he's lacking in confidence, he's lacking in energy, he's lacking in, he's lacking in that willingness to step on the gas and make recoveries. There's too often he's caught the wrong side of the ball, and your goal goes in, and you, you watch it back, and you say, "Well, where was Fabinho?" Yeah, and and that's when and and, and then Sam and I speak about this quite a bit off shows. That's been the problem with Liverpool's midfield is you can get behind Liverpool's midfield and then the back four under ridiculous amounts of pressure because you just look up and there's, <laughs> there's bodies coming at you. And and for me, if 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 Henderson has got sixty minutes in him, then it's sixty thirty Henderson Fabinho possibly. Yeah. Um, I just think why one why I would like to see him play through and gain his form back. I, I don't have any confidence that's going to happen anytime soon, and there's a big risk that will cost you. While you're waiting for that to happen, yeah. So I, I can't see how he plays if the two are fit. Well, uh, Redland here in our uh, club legend Discord chat saying, "When do we give uh, Bajetic a try?" I, I mean, Derby, Derby. Yeah, and that's the, the honest answer to that one, really, isn't it? It's a shame because obviously, yeah, Tyler Morton looks like he's having a really good time in the championship at the moment. He got he did like a man of the match performance for, for Blackburn, and he was he was pulling strings left, right, and centre all over the pitch. Hopefully that's something in the in the med or the short medium term, but not the immediate term mm. for us. But this is the this is the danger, and maybe there's something to that though about about maybe he is it. You wouldn't want to ruin. You only get a first one really go at exploding into the first team, yeah, I yeah. think. 
and this is where Harvey Elliott's had to really, really work even harder this season because that enthusiasm where you feel invulnerable and you're bouncing off players and nothing can go wrong for you, that is a very, that you can never have that. You never get that twice. Um, and I hate this when we're in bad form. You'd immediately turn to the kids. I'll get in play when we did it. When we get Sterling got a oh. fucking standing ovation yeah. coming on as a substitute. It was the most pathetic thing at Liverpool. I've, I've done. True, and we've though, done some it? stupid things over the years. He's our fail. He's our savior. Isn't he? Oh He's my gonna... god! And we tried to do it with Fowler in the nineties, and you know, and Owen, and we did, we did with Owen, and it was, you know, God knows how we curtailed his career in a big way for doing that. But I don't know what the answer is here with for someone Fabinho is that. Clearly, we we looked and went. We need someone else who can do this job. Yeah. Someone who's a specialist in that role who can bring a bit more, bring a bit more physicality. He just looks off it. He just looks at half a yard behind yeah. everything that's happening around him. He doesn't look aggressive. He doesn't look like he, what I've loved actually about Virgil Van Dijk's performances in the last two weeks. He's gone. Fuck you. I am well better than you. Yeah. And he he looks like he's really relishing, proving to everyone that he's better. Somebody's not managed to get Fabinho focused on that mission just yet. But, you know, I said this the other week. We bought, we had our midfield was like what Milner, Henderson, and Wijnaldum. And we bought in Cater, and we bought in Ox, and we bought in Fabinho. And we brought a couple of, you know, not loads of other lads, but we brought in lads who then who should have been first teams, but the, the existing lads actually doubled down and redoubled and became better for it. Fabinho feels like. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm reaching for at the moment. Like yeah. you just need somebody to come in and and really say to him, "You're not getting the shirt off me. It's my shirt." But at the moment, he knows he's going to play, and because there's really no other alternative. I, yeah. I actually think personally, it, the two-man midfield. I said this to Steve the other day is made for Henderson and Thiago in the way that they play. Henderson's clearly more comfortable now in the six. I don't know if he's ready, ready to admit that himself yeah, yet, yeah, yeah. but just his own game, his experience. He's like Thiago. It's all up here. The yeah. first step in everything, It's you know we can blame Henderson and Thiago when we're in transition. It's frantic. But on the ball, when, when we're in control of a game, them two in that two sixes seem to just work. And I think like we showed against Arsenal by the two stupid moments. Mm-hmm. We controlled the whole game for 48 minutes that first half with them two at the middle of it. And we missed them both at the weekend. But Fabinho, I think he suits a 4-3-3 better. But I think the beginning of the season has been so crazy that that obviously <coughs> it's affected his form. And I also think the way other teams play against, like when we played against City, he was brilliant. Why? Because he was cutting balls out. It was all on the floor. Yeah. Nowadays, you play most Premier League games. Now it's physical battles. It's second balls. It's balls bouncing everywhere. It's dropping in between the lines. And I just think that sometimes when a team struggling and your position's a really key part of it, you fall foul. And then we've had to change position, which is probably made formation, which is probably made Fabinho and Trent's position a bit more dif- a bit different. And you probably lose an edge of their game for that. Mm. So I just think until we're ready to relaunch this attacker four three three again, I think we probably will see Fabinho second best because I don't see him f- suited to a, f- a two man midfield. I just don't. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really interesting one. Well, let me know your take at home if you're uh, here live. You can use the live chat after the fact. You can use the comments. Just a quick point on that. I think when everybody's fit, we don't see four three three again. So it further complicates mm. that for him. I suppose transfers would affect that down the line, yeah. but that's yeah, obviously yeah. a different yeah. matter. Another chat for another day. Yeah. Um, okay, very short break uh, from us. If you haven't checked that out already, uh, and if you haven't uh, made been made aware of this, we made it to half a million subscribers. Me and Chris Pajak sat down for a very very special show, uh, revisiting some of our weirder moments of the last twelve years. Um, wild. I, I, the comments have been great as well. A lot of people have joined us in the last year or two. Maybe don't remember how this all started but yeah it's one of our favorite things we've done and uh, yeah we'll give you a quick a quick look at that and then we'll pick our 11s for this game are you a fan of the content we produce here in podcast form do you love red men goodness in your ears on a regular occasion do you want to know more on and off the field info about liverpool football club get closer to the culture of the city and the club well you can do red men plus podcasts are now available to subscribe to on spotify yes we are taking the podcast section from red men plus and making it available as a standalone subscription here on Spotify so you don't need to jump over you can continue to listen to all of our content in the Spotify app it is available for £5 and you get full access to all of those shows each and every week and a whole host of extra content as well yeah check out our half a million 
special uh, available now in YouTube uh, on YouTube channel and on uh, um, all good podcasts and apps as well and if you want any of our content ad free then head to redmondplus.com as well uh, it's been pointed out to us during the break uh, at the good old chat about Oxley Chamberlain's completely moved for this week because he's not registered uh, for the Champions League uh, which seems like a which probably seemed like a very sensible decision when we were putting Artemelo in there um, <laughs> after the transfer window uh, yeah Cater uh, and Ox not eligible for the Champions League which it would means that well he's probably going to play at the weekend then against Leeds if that's the if that's the case and makes the, certainly makes us picking our eleven slightly easier yeah. uh, with less footballers. Um, go on Sam, what 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 would your eleven be for this one? Yeah, I think obviously Allison will play. God, imagine we didn't have him. Um, I think Trent comes back into right back. I actually thought he probably should have played the weekend, so I think it definitely plays on Wednesday. Um, I think it's going to be slightly too sh- soon for Canate, mm-hmm. so I imagine it'll be Gomez and Verge again with Robertson left back. I think he just goes again with Robbo at the minute. Uh, although did he play against West Ham? No, it was Simakas, wasn't it? Yeah, I think Robbo goes again, uh, and then midfield I think it'll be Henderson, Thiago. I think we have Carvalho from the left. I think we'll have um, Bobby behind Nunes and Salah from the right. I just think balance-wise, that's the best we can put out. Unfortunate for Elliot, but <coughs> I think we haven't got anyone else for that left hand side, have we? Yeah, that that's it, and uh, it's not going to be wildly different than that, I guess, for Houston. Um, Back four and goalkeeper, I would agree with. I'd agree with the two in the middle, um, but I wouldn't go with a quite an attacking formation. I think you might see Elliot in the three, slightly advanced in the three, mm-hmm. and then if he's fit, Nunes off the left because he was prolific for Benfica off the left. Yeah, stats are really good. Uh, Bobby in the middle and Salah on the right because I think we're going to play more counter-attacking football against the side that has to come out and has to beat us. So why step your back line up and play play yourself into trouble? Just get Trent and uh, Virgil and laser guarded balls into the spaces behind him. There's something to this game about. I don't, this is not a game you're going to have one in the first half an hour. I don't. I don't think you know because they've got they've it's all or nothing. You know, me look. Like don't get me wrong. If you go three 0 up in the first in the first <laughs> half an hour, I just don't think Liverpool are set up for that at the moment. We're more likely if we go to win three score three and a half an hour, we're more likely to end up two 0 down than three than three 0 up. And I think this is one of those games where you've just got to go and, and have the ball. And and shut the cards. I wouldn't be against the switching back to to four three three in this if we because we've got the the players there. I'd maybe consider someone like you know I, I see point maybe Harvey in midfield or if you, you, you depends how seriously you want to treat it. You could go Fabinho, Hendo, Thiago, and then you've got Curtis Jones. As, as an option to break to to, to 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 freshen that up a little bit if you want to Harvey Elliott as well. Um, will he change it? I don't know. But there's something to, and maybe leaving Nunes again because if he's had a little hamstring issue, mm. don't 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 thrust him back into 90 minutes of footy. Have him for 20 minutes, half an hour at the end when where their stamina down. See how they're at. See how close the game is because we just we do just need a draw here. And even if you're one nil down or whatever, tw- a 20 25 minute chase, throwing Nunes on full of energy and, and excitement. Maybe something like that. I mean, you don't need to be four three three for that, by the way. That could still be Salah and Bobby, and you could persist with Carvalho and, and, and Elliot, or you can go Curtis from the left and, and Harvey from the right. Not hundred percent sure or sure enough to put me bollocks on the line on this one, but yeah, I, I, you know what, I'd take I'd take Carvalho out and I'd put Curtis left of the. Of Do you think he's four. got it in him after playing a ninety? No. But um, <laughs> but why but why not you know I, Carvalho can come in at, at that point he's played quite a bit recently as well hasn't he so do sixty thirty with them mm-hmm. keep Nunes on the bench so continue with Salah and Bobby up front Harvey from the right and then Hendo Thiago if they're available in the midfield not going to be much difference is there between us I think no. no the options are just not there are and that's they? why it's not going to be much yeah, different yeah yeah. Here. Um, Simakas maybe is an outside shot only because yeah. you know, or, or unless he does a sixty thirty with Robbo and Simakas. And there's something where maybe you, you, you tie his substitution in with Nunez's for me, where yeah. half an hour to go, you bring him on and you bring Nunez on, and then you just got it's pure, it's nothing but delivery. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a possible. You can see a world where Simakas, Milner for Trent, and Nunez come on with half an hour to go mm. because he clearly has got his substitutes mapped out, irrespective of how the game's going. Yeah. I think there's three pre-programmed every game now. It's mad, isn't and it? And you've though? got a discretionary fund there of two that depend yeah, on game yeah. states, and less so at the moment because of how few players there actually are to to pick from. The only other, you know, there's some there's potentially interesting ones around Trent, for example. You know, could you just throw him 
uh, term on the, the right, right hand side, side yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. of the four, of the four, or the yeah, whether it's four midfield or four up, up front, and just again do that similar sort of thing. Keep Milner, keep Milner back in reserve, or the opposite is Shimikas on the left hand side. I don't, I just, I don't know. If yeah. he does something wild, he's done something wild, and he's pulled. You know, we, we'll have to, we're just gonna have to sit back and enjoy that. But be interesting in the Trent moment. That's the most. I've never, ever, ever been a fan of moving Trent out of position because we played four three three. But if you, ever, if there's ever a chance to get someone high and wide with protection behind them, this is probably the system to do it and, with the big fella called Nunes in the middle. Jesus, imagine how many crosses he could put on his head. I mean, and, and another weird one. And again, this is proper out. This is like the realms of science fiction, right? Is this? But you know, we played Mill in the left back for the season. He was our he was our creator from the left hand side. So much of our play went through James Milner on that left hand side because he cut inside mm. and he's got all the pitch to, to look across. He played a, a, a weird playmakerish role for us. You could do something. It's whether you put Trent on the right hand side or, you do, or do you put him on the left and have that give yourself a slightly more options. That would be wild. There's yeah. no chance he's doing that for an extra way. The the issue whenever we do something though is that you just you take a player out of somewhere and put him in somewhere else and it's like where have you taken him from and what's in there and it's like great Milner's playing right back now mm. but then what happened James Milner's not going to be playing ninety minutes a game twice a <coughs> week for no. the next for the no, next three exactly. weeks. Yeah. I think it's interesting that had Calvin Ramsey been a thing rather than a potential Ben Davis living in the basement type <laughs> scenario, then then that does give you options looking at Trent because if he's that good and he's both really really two-footed uh, as comfortable on the left and the right then there is a world where you think he nails that side down yeah, and you yeah. push Trent further forward yeah yeah no it, it is the possibilities there it'd be interesting to see whether Ramsey goes with the the youth league side or not or whether we keep him in the match day yeah. squad for this because obviously he's only taken his very tentative sort of first steps back but he played in the Papa John's of the week scored as well off the bench so positive it's just uh, this goes back to what you've bought for it would really annoy me if we've changed formation and now we don't need an attack and fullback but we bought an attack and fullback yeah. and all of a sudden this kid's not doesn't is not good is not defensively good yeah, enough yeah. to be yeah. in our team in the way the way that was set up but we'll, we'll have to see um let's have a quick look at the other champions league fixtures for just out of interest to be honest uh yes uh tomorrow tuesday night the early kickoffs uh, salzburg hosts chelsea and severe host copenhagen uh, the nighttime games, the eight o'clock. PSG, Maccabi Haifa, Dortmund, Man City, uh, Dinamo Zagreb, Milan, uh, Benfica, Juve, uh, uh, Celtic, Shakhtar Donetsk, RB Leipzig, Real Madrid, and then the Wednesday games: Inter host Aplitzen, uh, Bruges, Porto, Frankfurt, Marseille, Barca, Bayern. Whew, um, obviously, it was Ajax, Atletico versus Leverkusen, Tottenham versus Sporting, and Napoli versus Rangers as well. Right, let's have um score prediction Sam what do you think for our game or for some of them for our game, <laughs> for our game. Um, three. shit about any of them no no well it's interesting very quickly it's interesting because there's some messed up leagues I mean City there's a way where City get beat 1-0 2-0 tomorrow and can, can go out I am here can, by can the finish, way can, can finish second I mean yeah. so so I'm saying it's a, there's a weird dynamic where we, us finishing second would, would actually be balanced but Rangers shocking Naples would oh, be a draw be yeah. Club, yeah come on come on Rangers <laughs> but uh, no way uh, I, th I think we'll win the game because I think Ajax have got two, they, they can't draw so they, I think by that I think I think we'll win the game because I think I think Nunez starts I think Nunez scores I think we'll win the game 2-0 or 3-1 3-1 I'll go yeah if Nunez doesn't play in any form 1-1 for me 2-0 to Liverpool I just want one of those safe and steady performances yeah. where they, they'll, they'll huff and they'll puff and they'll have moments but if we can ju just a couple of moments, just let Salah have a couple of moments, you know, hopefully a little bit of pitch to run into um, and see what we can do. I'd like a stress-free time over in Amsterdam, I'm being perfectly honest with all of you. It is the away of, like, all of our dreams, and it's finally <laughs> here, and I like, genuinely can't wait for it. Uh, I'll have content uh, around the game as well, so make sure you keep uh, tuned to all the Redmen socials for that. Um, yeah, I'm really, really, like, really excited about that. Was the, the, away, the I have not been this excited for a Liverpool away, possibly are, my are entire you going life. over there, yeah? Yeah, can't oh, wait, lucky boy. Cannot wait. Um, 
Right, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone who's joined us live. You guys are all absolutely amazing. Keep your 11s coming into the comments uh, and your score predictions as well. There'll be a starting 11 prediction show ahead of the game as well. And there'll be a watch along as well. Chris is hosting the watch along uh, from the studio. So, yeah, if you want to tune in with Chrissy Pajak, then you can do. And as mentioned, uh, yeah, if you want to get all of our 500k special, it's completely free to, to watch or to listen to across all the platforms that I've mentioned before, so Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts and all that good stuff as well. Right. Uh, gents, thank you. Absolute pleasure. Uh, hopefully the Reds can continue to be good in Europe, uh, continue to pave the path to Istanbul uh, before we go back to the crushing grind of the Premier League. Uh, see you all very soon. Ta-da. Thanks for listening. If you want even more Bosch content and podcasts just like this, go over to redmenplus.com and sign up now. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.